from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. We're here, Masonic Light Podcast, coming from the new studio, 665, Ooh. in beautiful downtown Ephrata, Pennsylvania. I am uh, your host, Pete Ruggieri, um, past master of Lamberton Lodge in Lancaster. Oh, no, you're going to do it. See, there we go. Oh, Make Jason it. happy. Uh, I don't care. I just said we should introduce ourselves. Right. This is Jason Lewis, uh, senior deacon and general eye contact maker. This is uh, Larry Maris. I'm just a Freemason. And I'm Jack, the fifth wheel. And oh, we have a couple of special guests in the studio. Yes, we do. Um, the distinguished... Um, Brother Nick, what's the what do we call a worship, sitting worshipful master? Worshipful brother? Uh, worshipful brother, yes, correct. Worshipful, worshipful brother Nicholas Lane of Castle Island Virtual Lodge in Manitoba, Canada. Um, some reason he's in Pennsylvania. So. And, and he's not even here virtually. He's here actually. Correct. Nice. He gets around. He should introduce himself. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Nicholas Lane. I'm the uh, worshipful master of Castle Island Virtual Lodge. As Pete said, it's out of the Grand Lodge of Canada. I'm also the uh, sitting director of ceremonies for Burlington Lodge Number 165 out of the Grand Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario. Yes, I'm on a little bit of a tour. I'm off to go to Virginia to see some car racing. So I got lost and thought I'd come to uh, Pennsylvania on my way down. And then on the way back, I'm up to see uh, Jason Richards of TMR. So, If you need directions, just go to Jersey and make it right. Okay. So, in fact, I'm actually going to be doing my own recording here. So this will be a, a dual-recorded podcast for the Brought to Light um, Masonic podcast out of Australia, but we're calling it Canadian Masonry on the Road, eh? Do they, uh, do they <laughs> it's still like do, a Grateful Dead show, uh, they, but better. <laughs> they still do a podcast? They, they do. Uh, it's, oh, it's hard to believe, oh, Larry. Larry. Wow. Jack's going to be turning over, oh. and David's going to get on a plane and come give you a hard time. And Jack, if you could share your microphone for a second. We have another visitor sitting in. We have uh, Brother Mark Mattern. Uh, Mark, you have a big-time job now in the state of Pennsylvania. What are you? That's right. I am the uh, Grand Captain General of the Grand Commandery of Knights Templar of Pennsylvania. So you get a funny hat? No, I get the best hat in Freemasonry. Okay. Tall Cedars. Well, you are a tall cedar. Well, I am a tall cedar, but no. I'll educate <laughs> you later on that. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So um, I don't suppose you're going to tell us what that hat is. Today's show is being recorded at Studio 665 in Effort of Pennsylvania and is brought to you by the support of our listeners and underwritten by George J. Grove and Son Exterior Home Remodeling Contractors, building trust since 1963. So... Um, Nick, what we do now, generally, we go around the room and we catch up with our listeners, anything that we've done since our last broadcast. I usually I go left to right. So, Jason, anything happening? 
Yeah, I was in Boston for, well, I guess I was in Lexington, but I traveled to Boston, then Lexington, Massachusetts, uh, for the northern Masonic jurisdiction of the Ancient Accepted Scottish Rite. They do a new secretary training, and uh, they also did a secretary seminar. So it was Friday, Saturday for me, just Saturday for some other guys. Uh, my boss, which most of you know, I work for the Scottish Rite. He could not go, so he sent me in his uh, his stead. And I got to say, it was a it was a great trip. You'll hear some things that I missed uh, from Jack, uh, but I got to tell you, the hospitality up in the Northern Masonic jurisdiction and Supreme Council, uh, the building which is the museum, which they moved into the museum, so now it's the headquarters and the museum. Just phenomenal. One of the largest collections of. Uh, Masonic uh, history. And you got to see something very old and very cool. Well, two things very neat happened. So besides the, the other yeah, officers, the sovereign grand commander came up, came up to me <laughs> and he pulled me aside, which was great and said, uh, how's, how's the podcast? And I said, the podcast is great. We just built a new studio in the basement of Effort Lodge, one of our local lodges. And he's like, well, you need to see my studio. So we, we certainly, you know, it was, uh, I'll show and you yours. Who, who is that bragging on his studio? That, that was... Uh, David Gladley? David, yeah, the Sovereign Grand Commander. He has a little that, bit more of a budget than we do. Yeah, said so that you need, to, you need to see my studio. I said, well, that's great. And uh, so I got a, a quick and dirty private tour uh, down in the lair, oddly enough, in the basement of Supreme Council. So Mike Russell, the director of, the director of directing things, I forget his official title right now. Uh, he took us. He took us down and showed us the studio, and it was it was very cool. And then I was in the library uh, talking to to Jeff uh, Croteau, I believe is how you say his last name. And I said, uh, you know, is where where is the actual Franken manuscript? He's like, oh, it's in the vault. Do you want to see it? So, <laughs> so I got to spend about ten minutes looking at the the actual real Franken manuscript, and that was that was pretty awesome. My favorite part of it, though, is where somebody in probably like the 1950s wrote it in pencil in it. <laughs> in a mar- margin notes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Brilliant. But it, it's, a, it's a great document. Uh, those of you that don't know, I'm a huge Jamaican history and reggae fan, and obviously that, that uh, the Scottish Rite came through the Caribbean, and uh, Franken uh, finished that book in Kingston, Jamaica, before you know coming and peddling those degrees to the United States. So for me, I was giddy, and that's what I did. Jack, you had a lot going on besides back pain. You had a lot going on this past week. Uh, uh, it's all filtered through the <laughs> blindness of back pain. But yeah, we you made a chartered, trip back to sciatica. Chartered, yeah, I went to sciatic, sciatica, sciatica. We chartered a brand new council of the Allied Masonic degrees here in Ephrata Lodge, made up of mostly people from around Lancaster County and, and District One. Uh, we're called the Cincinnatus Council. Uh, named after uh, two things, Uh, a group of the retired generals who were all serving with George Washington and uh, also a a Roman um, uh, post-emperor, I guess he was. uh, He was appointed uh, emperor pro tem of of Rome in order to uh, fight some significant battles. And when it was all done, they wanted to make him emperor for life. And he said, nah, I think I'm done. I want to go back to the farm which is kind of why George Washington adopted him as a, as a model. And uh, for me, it, it reflects on um, past masters. And, um, you know, our time in the East is done, and it's time for us to go back to the fields and, and, um, and plow. Or in my case, they send you out to another building, another body to rule over. Exile, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we chartered Cincinnati's Council on Friday, and then on Saturday, Junto Council, my, my mother council, 
held the first inaugural Eastern Pennsylvania in-gathering of the Allied Masonic Degrees, and it was hosted here at Ephrata Lodge. And we had 65 to 70 men uh, all here for lunch and lectures and to see some AMD degree work, and it was uh, it was amazing, I think. Uh, Mark, you were there um, for most of it. Did you cut out at some point? You were there for the whole thing? Um, Pete was very, there. very well received. Everybody, was everybody was happy. Um, and we were just very happy that it was, uh, it, it came off well, the weather held out for us and the venue was, I think, nice and it, it just came off very, very professional and, and we're very proud of that. So, um, beyond that, just waiting for, uh, waiting for September to crank up and get back to it. Very cool. And, um, Mr. Mark Matter, um, what have you... What have you just say limited like the past two three weeks? What have you had going on masonically? Well, mainly um, just being down here for the AMDN gathering, and a lot of credit to Jack Jack and Seth Anthony and uh, Chris Rodkey, um, all of those those core members that set everything up did an awesome job. It, the whole thing was was very well presented. Uh, that was a great day. Uh, one thing I did miss though being here was the one-day conferral in York for Knights Templar. They did all three of the orders uh, down in York. Uh, 68 new Sir Knights down there Wow, that's awesome. Uh, it, did I hear that it was done in chainmail? Yes. The Order of the Temple, the whole cast, I believe the whole cast, was in chainmail too. So uh, I wish I could have been there for that too. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do that, be in two places at once. Uh, but the only thing coming up is uh, Friday leaving for uh, Indianapolis for the Grand Encampment Triennial. Uh, looking forward to that. That's my first one for... One I, I look at that events. group, and I think some of them, it would take a lot of chains to make mail. And then the other ones, I can't believe, were strong enough to support it. Um, yeah, we'll go to that. <laughs> um, and, and Pete, as you know, the, the whole in-gathering, the, one of the speakers answered, just confirmed the answer that I had to one of the questions about philosophy. So I shared that with you during that. Exactly. Yeah, so... Oh, you got to tell us now. Go ahead, Mark. You can, uh, or or can you not tell us? No, I can tell you. Everything relates to Star Trek. Mm. Yeah, everything oh. was Star Trek. I, here, I th- here I thought it was the Matrix. I don't know. That wasn't part of it, but the Larry Maris. Yeah. What have you been doing? Have you done anything? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I have. Uh, I did the. Uh, we had a summer meeting first uh, Monday in August for the. Masonic Center Lodge Beautification Committee. We met and actually had a decent meeting. And uh, also to Goose and Gridiron for how many Thursdays in a row. And been working on this show a lot. And, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Uh, The time and effort that Jack has put in, Jason puts in producing it, getting this studio to the shape that we want to get it in. There's a lot of stuff we're doing. Uh, you're doing script writing. We're doing segments that are being read. There's a lot of work that we're doing in the show. And I think I'm going to say, hey, we need to get some credit for that. Uh, other than that, it's been a slow summer. Brother Nick, uh, you've, you're all, like worldwide. You're going everywhere. So what have you been up to? Uh, worldwide. I would, I would call it North American. Let's go from there. So in the last, uh, last month uh, or so, 
We've had our uh, Grand Lodge annual communication. So again, being a member of uh, Grand Lodge of Canada in the province of Ontario, um, it's the largest province in Canada, and there are approximately 3,000 Masons that go into the uh, local hotel in Toronto. We had our annual communication, which worked out really well. Obviously, there were some, some interesting bills and, and changes to, uh, to our Constitution that were made, nothing too controversial of that nature. My highlight was I actually got to meet with the Grand Master of Manitoba. So I set up our, uh, our official visit for Castle and Virtual Lodge for August the 29th. Did he come to your house? No, I just went to his hotel. Okay. <laughs> and then the it's uh, yeah, I won't talk about that other stuff. So there's there, let's just say there's lots of um, uh, rooms where you can go and, and meet other lodges and jurisdictions. Sure. In each of the districts, and there's a hospitality suite. So I, it was interesting. I bumped into the Grand Master a couple times in those suites, um, and and some other Grand Masters. So I got to meet the uh, through the Grand Master of Manitoba, the Grand Master of. Uh, British Columbia and Yukon, which is the largest uh, jurisdiction in Canada. So for those of you that think about geography, the Yukon is underneath Alaska. It's the and largest in miles, not in bodies. Uh, no, there's hardly anybody there, but it's in right. miles. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Alberta, which is above Montana, and Saskatchewan uh, as well. So I got to meet all those grandmasters, which was kind of fun. Um, from there, we had uh, our own, our district had a, a barbecue, so it was kind of fun. And now just trying to do that terrible thing called lodge progression for both my Ooh. bricks and mortar lodge and Castle Island because, you know, I've been the master for three years and I'm really trying to find someone else who's a master and has a heartbeat so I don't have to be the master forever. <laughs> and you can't uh, make eye contact with the virtual lodge because you can't well, you make Well, you can. I just yeah. have to phone you and then say, get on your camera. <laughs> he has to unmute your mic. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, just trying to uh, work with our uh, our secretary who's turning... Uh, 89, and it's time for him not to be our secretary. So nice. trying to work with him. And uh, I'm guessing he doesn't listen to podcasts? Uh, no, he doesn't. So we're safe. Okay. We're safe, yeah. And he's a, he's a past uh, grandmaster. So we love him. We love C. Ray, but it's time for him to be the assistant secretary. C. Ray, I like that. Yeah, C. Ray. <laughs> C. Ray. So that's, that's the uh, highlight of my Masonic uh, stuff. So yeah, I've been kind of busy too. All righty. All right. So I think we've got to go to break. Let's uh, go to break, and we'll talk to Nick Lane about... Nick, I'm sorry. Is it Nick or Nicholas? Which do you prefer? Nicholas. Nicholas. We're going to come back and talk to Nicholas. Like the saint. The oh, sitting oh, oh. master of Civil Island Virtual Lodge. Castle Island Virtual Civil Lodge. What did I say? Civil, Civil Island. Something else. Castle Island Virtual Lodge, Staten also Island. known as Civil. Rikers Island. Civil Shepherd. Masonic Light Podcast. Now with 100% fewer Dobermans. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com.
back to the Masonic Light Podcast. Hey, and we're back. Larry, bring us back. Oh, yeah. yeah your name's on the sheet, so oh, it's your yeah. turn to we're talk. Back. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was kind of napping there. <laughs> uh, today we have the privilege of uh, speaking with uh, Worshipful Brother Nicholas Lane, Worshipful Master of Castle Island Virtual Lodge in Manitoba, Canada. And uh, give us a little bit of a bio, just a little bit of a bio about other things that you've done besides being a master of this lodge for how many years? Three years now? Three years. Well, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit more information here? How far it, do you want to go back? Uh, the not beginning of time? Masonic Way back. time? No, <laughs> two months is fine. <laughs> two, two months. So I, I'll, I'll tell you how it kind of all worked out. So I started off my Masonic career in northern Manitoba. So I started in Mystery Lodge number 174, which is approximately 500 miles north of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And for all of those of you that don't know where that is, that would be about 750 miles north of Fargo, North Dakota. So we'll use the United States as reference. Started there in 92, went through the chairs. Um, in 1998, I was supposed to be master. Uh, had to move to Ontario for, for jobs. Stopped uh, working in, uh, in the quarries with the guys and did scouting for almost 15 years. And then uh, came back into uh, Bricks and Mortar Lodge. And jumped right into the junior warden's chair. And then from there, three years uh, into master of Burlington Lodge number 165. In my uh, 2000 and, let's see if I can do math right, 15 year, I became master of both Burlington Lodge and uh, Castle and Virtual Lodge. So I've been doing that for a while. That's interesting. Uh, from the background noise, Pete, good job. Sound effects. We Sound record effects. those before the show. Yeah. And uh, part of um, Eastern Star, so I belong to Eastern Star chapter, uh, one, uh, 179, and also uh, Royal Arch, um, doing that. Just uh, put my, ac- uh, yeah, nice, Pete, excellent. Um, put my uh, stuff in for, uh, for Perceptory and, and also uh, work as the vice chairman on the Temple Board Association, so. Yeah, I do a couple things. You stay kind of busy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And in real life, yeah, you, what's your real job? My real life, I'm a senior infrastructure architect for a company called Terranet. So my job is design and implement data centers. And right now we're in the process of uh, engulfing another company of 380 employees, which are about the same size as us. So I'm in the process of designing and executing a plan to extract them out of a selling company and put them into our bricks and mortar data center. So yeah, I'm an IT guy. What, uh, what brings sy- you to system and uh, processes? Um, what brings you to Pennsylvania, Nick? So uh, I'm, uh, I'm Nicholas. On, by the Nicholas, way, I'm That's sorry. Okay. Jeez, I, he's, he's it's okay. I, I answered it both. I'm 74. I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm uh, I'm off to go to uh, Virginia International Raceway to watch some uh, some racing with uh, a friend of mine that I've uh, known since grade four. And uh, we're going to go and see some car racing. I drove my Mini, so I get to do some uh, fun stuff in the Mini. And Is that like NASCAR, that. like drive fast, turn left kind? Uh, it's turn left, but it's uh, International Motorsports Association. So it's the GT Le Mans guys that do 24 hours Le Mans. So it's a little bit faster. So if you're a Corvette guy or a Ford guy, you can watch the Corvette series. And then, then obviously Ford GT 400s. Then you have the... Europeans and the Porsches, but the Lamborghinis. And got the no pickup trucks in there, though. No pickup trucks. Ain't worth no. a damn if there ain't no, no pickup, pickup trucks. No pickup trucks. Exactly. So, so you got, so help me here. 
you're coming from Canada, going to Virginia. Correct. And you get lost in Everta, or yeah. So what? How could you? Okay, you have to explain this to me here. So, so first off, I thought, who do I want to come see live? This on the way down. First was Jack, but he's an Australian. It's not quite a straight oh, line, so I couldn't put man, tie, I put floats on the car. That hurts so much. I know, because oh, it was Larry. I had to say that. Oh. <laughs> so then it was you guys. So I've been listening to you guys nice. for obviously It's good to lot. know we're number two. Well, maybe three. <laughs> but you're up there in the top five. So, uh, yeah, so I decided that I wanted to really come and meet you guys in person. And While you're here, are you going to visit any there. Amish sites like Puppy Mills or anything exciting like that? No, but I almost got run off the road by some Dutch guy in a, in a horse buggy car. And I'm like, it's bigger than my Mini. So I was kind of scared. You have to see the Road <laughs> Apple Factory. That's, yeah. That's I think I did, actually. Too. I think I drove it into some of the, it's on my Michelinite <laughs> over there. There's some Road Apple-ish stuff. So, yeah. So, and another part is that uh, I said to Jack, it would be great since you guys have such great camaraderie between yourself and the Brought to Life. I said, hey, since this guy named Bobby in Chicago keeps doing this, this uh, Brought to Life Alice United States, I said, well, we need to do the Canadian version. So, you guys are the, you uh, you're being recorded on my microphone here. So, we can go back and well, do the. the when other we're, side when of we're done with this, we can certainly stop and do, do that one as well. Yeah. I think. Oh, we're doing it now. As we speak. Well, yeah. we can do a little bit of both. He's got, inter- he's got interview questions for us. Yeah. yeah. Do we have a talking, oh. yeah. Yeah. Have to talking Canadian? Like, what are you talking about? Oh. I, yeah. sent about, him, out and about? I sent him to you. Yeah. I so, don't read your emails, so, Larry. What are you talking about? I'm going to suggest we go with what you guys do, and then we'll do my little ditty after. I, think, right. I think Nicholas got a flavor of <laughs> Masonic light communication, because he probably messaged all of us and got, like, half-assed responses from everybody. Well, it, That's kind of how the show operates. It's interesting. Each one of you had a different take on everything. Let's just say that. Well, I probably didn't reply, because, like, I see See, people... You didn't, you didn't reply, no. No, because people, like, reply all, and I want to cr- cr- claw my eyes out. There's one going on right now for uh, Scottish Rite and Reading, a reply all chain that, oh, it just makes me want to just turn the computer off. But yeah, so here, that's why I'm here. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's fun. Um, it, it looks like your recording studio is, is, is quasi-professional. I'm quite impressed. Quasi. Yeah. Moto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... You'll, so uh, you'll have to come back when we get it completely finished and decorated, so... Yeah, How, does it include the air conditioning system that Jack was talking about? Yeah. Well, That'll be here this fall. It will. Right in time for winter? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Larry's wife outside the window going... <laughs> So how Carol. Carol. So so we know you um, from the Castle Island Virtual Lodge mainly. So yes. how is that going? Uh, you know, how's is it being received well worldwide? And yeah, I, I think we're doing well. We're uh, it's a great question you have there. So my uh, my mailing list or spamming list has now been chopped off by Mailchimp. Of course, we that's thought, a good sign. We thought that would be really cool. So we thought, oh, we got a great idea. We'll use Mailchimp, so I don't have to use my corporate email. So we send out our first email blast, and, Ma- and Mailchimp comes back and says, you're, you're spamming people. And we're like, well, that worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question, we have about 150 people that I'm constantly inviting to meetings. So I'm not sure if all those people want to hear from me anymore. I do send them a couple notes. Um, Geography-wise, um, our officers sit predominantly through the mid-United States. So uh, next year, if everything goes well... Uh, Worship brother uh, Roger Bede out of uh, Arizona will be the first non-Canadian master of Castle and Virtual Lodge. So I'm, I'm very excited. 
Yay. Very cool. Uh, our Tyler sits in... Uh, These foreigners are taking your gerbs. I, I'm okay with that. Um, my Tyler sits in, in Rome, Italy, and I'm happy to, as you said, world traveler, so I'm actually off to Rome with my wife for our 25th, uh, 25th uh, wedding anniversary tour. So we're having some uh, breakfast with our, our Tyler, brother uh, um, Carmelo. Nice. So that's kind of fun. <clears throat> Um, Please give him my regards. I, I'm deeply grateful for. Oh, is his, that the gentleman that helped you out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicholas and and Carmelo were were principally responsible for getting me into the uh, uh, the Grand Lodge of uh, in Florence. In, in yeah. Florence, in, in, yeah, yeah it was beautiful. Building. So, by the way, I hope you liked it because I won't have time to do that. My uh, wife won't we go I anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, to answer your question, so it's going well. Um, like I said, we've got uh, you know most of our officers are coming out of mid United States. So between. Uh, Florida, uh, and then all the way to California, and then into Arizona. We have uh, Colorado, uh, South Carolina, Manitoba, Ontario, and that that kind of, and then obviously Italy, and then our little friend Jack, who uh, we can <laughs> he, talk about later. He joined, and he's what junior warden. Yeah, he's uh, junior deacon. He'll be I junior think. warden next year because okay. we have this really interesting plan. Don't tell the Australians, but if they can't get their Endeavor Lodge to actually launch off the ground. We're going to make Jack junior warden next year. So then by rights, if I happen to fall asleep and don't make it up for the right time zone, we've got dispensation, and I actually talked to the Grand Master of Manitoba, and we'll actually have, if they can get seven guys in Australia to join our lodge, then we'll actually open lodge in, in, uh, in Australia in their time zone. So we'll be working. Um, Castle Island will work in two jurisdictions, both our, our call it the North American time zone, and then we'll have an Australian See, side just to kind of take over the world. The technology so, has leapfrogged the legality. Still, still virtual, still meet virtually, or do you mean physically? Open? No, no, uh, still virtually. Okay. Yeah. For you, uh, for you listeners, Jack Aquilina, brother in Victoria, Australia, used to do a podcast. <laughs> he still does. He does. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was farming it out to Indiana. But. Well, he does. It goes to Indiana once in a while. And is then he goes still back. a paralegal or whatever he is? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. So, no, so, no, no. So that's no. me. So, no. so Jack's just got a job working in uh, in Melbourne for E and Y, which is almost just as bad. Right. So Ernest is and he Young. like a Supreme Court justice or something? No, no. Oh, okay. He's Not just that. a really Somewhere smart in between. Guy. Yeah, he's he, somewhere no, in between. He was a lawyer, uh, kind of like the Supreme Court has. Yeah. Attorneys out of law school. I thought that he was working for as like an assistant. He was yeah. clerk. He was working oh. as a clerk in the uh, in the Melbourne Law School. Or Clark, if you will. Supreme Court of Victoria. Oh. Correct. So now he's got a real job. Sorry, Jack. Does he have to wear a wig? Like, uh, uh, no wig. It's oh. not English. So he now works for E and Y. He's a tax attorney. Around. Yeah, tax. Wow. So that could be bad. That's almost <laughs> as exciting as copyright law. What do, what do they call the? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to comment. What do they thanks, call the the assessments? You know, we have assessments here. They have something else in Australia. Capitation. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. Capitation. Do, you have, do you have that in Canada? Yeah, we do. If they give it back, is it a decapitation? I think so. Yeah, it's capitation. Yeah. I lost my head, but they reinstated me. <laughs> we call it um, something a little bit different, but yeah. <coughs> nice. Yeah. So they have that, that same problem. So, so yeah, so uh, that kind of gives you the idea. Um, we, we have five, generally five meetings a year. Uh, they're held on the last Wednesday that has five weeks. So anytime there's a five-week month, Cast Line will meet at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, which gets kind of confusing to anybody who's not in Central Standard Time, but they get over it. That's 8 p.m. for us. 8 p.m. for you, 8 p.m. for me, yeah. How does uh, one go about 
logging in and wanting to be part of the uh, the uh, virtual lodge? So the first thing they have to do is they send uh, myself a uh, email saying, "Hey, I'd like to 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 attend." I will then send that individual a note, and then depending on the jurisdiction, your job is then to send me a copy of your dues card. And if you don't live in a jurisdiction that has a dues card, then we ask for your secretary to give proof that you're a, um, a you know a paid member for this for this fiscal year. Then obviously the next check that I would do is I go to the uh, the fantastic book of all lodges Masonic to make sure that I'm not not at enmity with you. So from the Grand Lodge of Manitoba, we have to recognize your Grand Lodge. So there are obviously some countries and lodges. Let's use Mexico as an example. There's three Grand Lodges in Mexico. We only want to talk to one. So we just kind of do that little check and say, hey, are you in the right one? Yes, you are. Thumbs up. Then I send you an invite. And then we go from there. And it's all done kind of like uh, GoToMeeting or WebEx, whatever yeah. one the platform is. Yeah, so it's it's exactly, Pete. It's yeah. it's a, a meeting that we, we use your, your webcam off of your laptop slash PC. You can use your phone, iPhone, Google, uh, or uh, Android device, as long as you have speakers. Yeah, I was on and one, headphones. and I was pleasantly surprised that the people were better at the technology than normal corporate calls I used to be on. People actually had their microphones turned off when they were supposed to, and it was yeah, nice. Yeah, it helps when the worship master mics everybody else's phones, microphones. Yeah, I do that. Was that the only thing that pleasantly surprised you? I was, you know, Hopefully I was, not. I was fascinated. Oh. No, I was fascinated. Larry, Larry is sharp today. That's what? a good. No, oh, I do. I, 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 I bust my phones all the time. Damn. But um, <laughs> Larry, tell us later about how you lost your mustache. Um, oh. But. Yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised. It was uh, it was very neat hearing the uh, the Canadian opening. Yeah, because that's that's different for me. And uh, and of course, the education was riveting, right? Who was the? Did you do the education on the last one? No, I didn't do it. Uh, the last depends which one you were at. So it was warm we're in, out. We're in May, so the last one he did was Jason Richards. He did a. Oh yeah, it was that was okay. Yeah, yeah. he did the uh, the history of uh, Scottish. Masonry. Now the next one, that Jack Aquilina guy, the the paralegal, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna read like his whole book or something. Yeah, so it's only eighty two pages. Yeah, so bring, bring a pillow. So, eighty one. So the good thing about Jack is I get to mute him when I don't like him anymore. But um, that's the great part about worship master part. Uh, no, he's gonna give a slide presentation and we're gonna cut it back. So yes, uh, at our next meeting we'll have the the official visit of our Grand Master of Manitoba will be there. Ooh. So that's kind of nice. He's been there as our DDGM, so District Deputy Grandmaster. I, I did send a note to Jack, and I asked him how long his presentation was going to be because we were going to base it on a drinking schedule, <laughs> and he said it would be short. <laughs> so does that mean you have to start early then? Yeah, we have to Larry? start early, okay. exactly. <laughs> are, are we going to meet here for that? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the plan, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll meet here and we'll all... Uh, that's what I thought, yeah. We're, we're hoping to... Yeah, we're hoping to... We're all going to drink out of red solo cups to comply with their jurisdiction's I, rules. Okay, I, so I, that's one of the things that we hope to do is is utilize this studio for that kind of thing, and yeah. then if when it gets bigger than this, if, if we invite other people to such a right. thing, then we can move out into the larger social hall where we have a television, we can put up an eye and... Yeah. and set up a camera in there. We can do the same thing in there as well for so, a larger group. Yeah, so we have about three or four different lodges throughout, call it North America, that have, have visited as a, as a whole. As a lodge, yeah. So if you are interested, there's two ways you can do it. Either you, you get an invite, and the requirement is you self-tile. So that's always an interesting discussion. What does self-tile mean? 
That means go into a room that no one's going to bug you at, and hopefully your wife and kids won't walk behind the camera. And the dog doesn't continuously or cat bother you so much. No From, barking cats? Yeah, no barking cats. From there, uh, lighting is always good so we can see you. Otherwise, it's you know not so helpful when we're using a webcam. People ask that question, do we need to have regalia on? Well, for the first four years, I used to wear my, my regalia, in other words, my apron. I don't anymore because you can't see it because you can't see past my chest, which is evidence since Jason said, you're taller than I thought you would be <laughs> when he met me today. Because for the last two years, Jason's been seeing me only from the shoulders up. You know, I thought you would follow it up with, wow, you're fatter than I thought you were going to be. But, hey, you know. No, I'm a gentleman. I would never say that. Two big guys can't say anything like that. It's you not, know, for Pete's sake, though, if, if it's only from the waist up, that makes it pants optional, right? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So, so if you always see uh, the guy from Australia, other than Jack, and that would be Blake, uh, Blake Leach, he, he generally always is in shorts. He'll be in a tuxedo from the top down, and you say, hey, Jake, uh, so, uh, Blake, are you wearing shorts today? And he's like, you get a knee in the camera, and there'll be his fuzzy little knee. Yes. So, nice. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to pretend, and you're going to interview us. Looks like it's time for an awkward transition. Okay, MLP, this is Moyer calling. I knew this was going to happen. You're, you're setting up a new lineup of guests, whatever, uh, employees, and I, I sent in my picture and my bio, and now I sit here waiting. I know what you guys are up to. You're consulting with your attorneys. You're going to come back with something I did 25 years ago and make a lowball offer. I knew it. I'm done. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. Hey, stop posting on Facebook. The show's coming back on. And we're back. So, Nicholas, Jason. How, how cold does it get? I'm from Erie. I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. So we're sort of kind of, we were neighbors at one point. Not Manitoba. I'm sorry. How cold does it get in your neighborhood, though? In my neighborhood? It's relatively warm. It only gets about minus 20, minus 30. So that's Celsius or Fahrenheit? Celsius, yeah. yeah. But about but minus 25. Burlington, Ontario. Right? Burlington, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I consider myself in the banana belt where you can grow wine and produce other hard liquor. It's not so cold. So how far are you Ice from, wine. from mm. Buffalo? Buffalo? Yeah. My house? Mm, an hour. 
Yeah. Oh, that's close. So, yeah. yeah, we were like two hours apart when I grew yeah. up in Erie. Yeah. So, how efficient are your windows? Uh, pretty efficient. Well, here's the thing. If you moved to Lancaster, you could get even more efficient windows from George Grove and Son. I see what you did there. I see that. See? Yeah. Not only have they installed a highly efficient windows in our studio, they could put that in your house and save you tons on your heating bill. Well, if George Son and and whatever they are can George come to Burlington, and Grove. Yeah, yeah, George Son and Grove can come to Burlington. I have like a whole house and there's a rebate from the government of Ontario. Ooh. George, if you're listening to this, and I know Socialist. you listen, there you go. Yeah, so Send up the truck. Send up the truck to Ontario because we can't get enough windows and doors, guys, fast enough because everybody wants to use the uh, credits. So as, uh, as we said earlier, I had some questions for you guys. So uh, a part of my kind of podcasting part of the world, I had some stuff for you. So uh, can you guys tell us, you know, why did you uh, decide to leave the happiness of Pete's basement and how did you get here? So we got... Here, it was mainly because of Jack's work. Um, we considered we would have loved to be somewhere. We just never thought we could be anywhere else because we have no budget. We have this and that. So I'll turn it over to Jack. Well, originally, Pete wanted to buy a crack house in Lancaster and remodel it a little and scrape the, <laughs> scrape the corpses out and make it into a recording studio slash, uh, what was the name of the group? Inagata de Vida? La Cabra. La Cabra, yeah, yeah. So, so that wasn't really progressing very fast, and it was really Jason's idea to come to Ephrata. Was it? Yes, it was. Jason said, well, what, what about, what about Ephrata Lodge? And I said, that's awesome. I was waiting for someone to ask because I, I didn't want to be the guy because I didn't want to, like, you know, Well, like, I think we were it up, getting to a point that it was getting difficult to bring guests over to Pete's with the dogs. The steps are treacherous. No, seriously. And, the, and the, it was a lot of work for Mrs. Monarch and Pete to wrangle the dogs when we were coming because they want to mangle Jack and who knows who else. <laughs> and the steps are treacherous. I mean, it was just a matter of time till Larry was going to take a header. I think that you gave me a tour here for a Cincinnati meeting, mm-hmm. and I said, hmm, what's Maybe going on? What's going on in this back and, room? And as soon as you said that, you know, that might work, then I said, great. Let me, let me present it to the lodge. And the beautiful thing is that my lodge, Ephrata Lodge, 665, free and accepted Masons of Pennsylvania and Masonic jurisdictions there on two belonging. Um, <laughs> just, just like immediately, without even thinking twice about so it. So they said, never heard the show. Sure. No, oh. actually, there's, thir- there's three guys in tuxedos right now because of this show. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, they, they, they thought they wanted to join... They scratched around the interwebs. They found the show. They thought the show was funny. Um, this is neat. How do, I, how do I join? So it, it's it, the lodge was a, behind it 110%. We've got space. we got nothing to do with it except fill it full of trash that we can store for another 100 years. So sure, we can do that. So all I originally asked for was you know, just space. Just give me a corner of the back room in the back basement. It's, this is kind of like our junk drawer, this this space. And, um, and they said, sure, absolutely. And I said, wow, cool. And it won't cost the lodge anything. We'll, we'll do it all ourselves. And I said, well, no, you're making improvements. We'll, we'll pay for the improvements. And I'm like, what? And then George, George Grove and son, you know, offered to d- donate the door and the windows and uh, the uh, drywall and studs. And we got somebody else donated the lights. And it was, uh, it was just, it was fantastic. Everybody just, you know, really dug it and, and jumped in and did it. And, it, it, 
it was a t- it was a total team effort, and a, a, most of it was listeners. And a big surprise. And a big surprise. Big surprise, just that everybody bought in, and it's great. Yeah, uh, there was n- there was it, when the when the vote came in the lodge, there was not a single objection. Cool. Yeah, and so, we're still getting donations. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there, here's a point I want to say: continue those donations. <laughs> well, please, it, because we don't just have. Like the construction costs, we have ongoing costs. We are, you know, we're gonna pay them a, a small like. Poor Mark. Project. Poor Mark doesn't have a microphone or headphones. Well, we uh, didn't. I didn't know he was coming. <laughs> well, that's on the wish list. Very serious question, though. And we'll get back to the next question. Is who? Where, we got a coat rack. Where did that come from? Mind blown. Oh, I got that today. Man, I would have brought a jacket. <laughs> Had I only known. So you guys have. I've got a room for those people who can't see it. Obviously, it's been uh, quite well furnished. We can see a nice uh, LCD monitor over there, so now you can do other multimedia kind of components within this room. Working on it. Working on it. You got nice boom mics for everybody. Except you. Except me. (laughs) Just guest of honor. I just just lean in. It's okay. I'm used to it. It's the same microphone. You just don't have the boom. I don't have the boom. I'm okay. Um, Where do you see uh, this going to? And and you know, from your perspective as as podcasters. Where do you see yourself in, in two years from now? Do you have a two-year plan? So we always talk in Lodge. Well, we should have a short-term plan, a long-term plan. Well, well, well we should do we, that. We actually do since we've, we've uh, Masonic Like Podcast <coughs> is recording in Studio <laughs> 6, <laughs> 665. Uh, we're going to do, do some other things. Brother Nicholas, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we did this just because we enjoyed doing it. And it's it's constantly surprising to me that people listen and people are enjoying it. And, you know, the feedback Jack just gave about guys joining the lodge because of it. Right. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just happy to be here. So uh, my my personal opinion is, you know, I played before my career in Freemasonry. I worked in the music industry and, you know, playing music it was supposed to be fun. Then it became work. And when it became work, it was time to go. Uh, so for me, I mean, I, yes, I think we do this. Maybe I speak for all of us. I don't know. I think we do this for our, you know, we obviously do it for listeners. Uh, but we would be doing this if we had 10 listeners, I think. So I think we do. I, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I certainly do the, you know, three, I, I'm uh, going to be selfish here for Three a minute, million but, on three different planets. But I, I you know, <laughs> I personally do this for my own pleasure first. And then, then uh, you know, the benefits of the masses out there. Uh, you know, as a byproduct of this. So I think that when this becomes not fun, that maybe that's, you know, when, when we reevaluate or until we get paid. Which yeah, that's not going to happen anytime I know, soon. Right, so, so get over that fantasy. They keep, they keep saying they're going to pay the producer. And, Here, you know, here's the dollar. Yeah. I brought, I brought producer uh, You did. Payment. You brought the wages. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was, I brought it in uh, specie today. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of oil and uh, other stuff. So my other question for you. So when you, when you look at it, so what was your favorite memory of Monarch Studios? Getting out alive. <laughs> Besides that. Okay. So is there one of those episodes you went, wow, that was the turning point of us as podcasters and what we did? We had um, Brother Steve on the air a couple weeks ago, and he's a paramedic. And, um, you know, his mouth just was running a mile a minute, and most of it, was stream of P- consciousness two PG thirteen rated R to actually make it to the radio, <laughs> but it was hilarious. So yeah. if you know ever we have an outtake, I think just you know so that 
it was a great show that you guys will never get to hear. What, what was your favorite episode? Just real quick. What was your favorite episode we've done so far? Produced. Oh, wow. Mine, um, mine's easy. You know, I think maybe when we finally got um, some of the, hate, you know, like the real guests, like Nicholas and Tabert and Michelle Snyder, yep. like that really kind of made me feel like, hey, I, I think we have a real show here. Larry. For, uh, for me, it was actually when we were still recording in uh, Mason's studio. And, uh, oh, that's when I was on. Yeah, you were on, and it was episode eight. And our guest was the Reverend Dr. Christopher Rodkey. Actually, it wasn't on And it was, it was a phenomenal show. It was a great show. But as Mason said, when we went back in the following week, our numbers went through the roof. He said, you guys have something here. That was a turning point. That's when both Pete and I said, holy cow, we, we, we can't believe what's happening. I know what Jason's going to say. Well, I want to hear what Jack says. Yes, so do I. Jack? Michelle, hands down. Um, it blew Michelle, our minds. M- Michelle Snyder was, uh, is a symbologist. Yes, um, I remember that episode. Career. I really enjoyed it. Uh, she, she wasn't on air a minute and a half, and she had completely blown my Yeah, mind. we were worried was, because we didn't really know her personally. Yeah. If she was going to click with us, if she was going to be too serious to this and that, and it just worked. It yeah. really worked. She was very fun, and uh, I'm, I'm seeing her now on Facebook. She's going around to a lot of lodges, doing a lot of presentations in costume uh, and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, she's she was... For my experience so far, uh, hands down. I said pick one, but everybody picked multiple. Top five are, the, I think, the five that we all agree. You know, we had Tabert, we had Allen, Oscar Allen, we had uh, Michelle, and we had Heather. And we had your boss. And No, we didn't have my boss. David yeah. Gladly. Gladly. And, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. Eventually, right. your boss. Yeah, gotcha. that, was, that was a biggie. And we had David A. Gladly. And that Nicholas Lane guy. If we were going to pick. If I was going to pick one, it'd probably be Heather Calloway, uh, next to next to Michelle. Those two are, are tied because they they kind of got the the vibe of the show and joked along with us. In my personal opinion. So so I I just wanted to say and, and before we had the, the the show get into the recording components for myself as the the master of uh, a virtual lodge, I said to you guys earlier, and I think it's important that listeners listeners understand it as well, is that I can personally see an uptick as soon as we have a podcast type interview with yourselves. It could be either with Brought to Light in Australia. It could be with you guys in Pennsylvania. It could be that other evil empire out of Virginia <laughs> slash Florida slash wherever Mike the intern lives. So the TMR guys. So I, I think we're making a difference. And I think that's the most important thing. I think the, the thing that we are trying to do as pioneers within masonry is say, you don't necessarily have to look at traditional masonry and say, oh my God, the world's coming to an end. We keep hearing the doom and gloom. And I don't, I don't think it matters what jurisdiction, as soon as you take out a manual from 1954 or you know 1896, you still read the same thing. Oh my God, the numbers are going down. Yeah. So we're doing something different. And I think it's really important that we, as people that are trying to move the ball forward, can take the time to celebrate our success. And one of the reasons I wanted to come here today was to thank you for our success together. Because together, we're going to make a change. We, we do it. I, you know, no, 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 I don't. Oh, you're making our show way too serious. <laughs> no, it's just sometimes it, it's important to be serious. But on the light side, I'm going to te- change it now. Because <laughs> Larry's beside me, and I'm getting the stink. Oh, oh. So when you guys look at yourselves, I mean, obviously, one of the parts of this, this episode, you guys go around and you say, what, what have we done? You guys are all pretty active Masons, mm-hmm. obviously. 
how do you balance your, your persona of who you are and your Masonic lives to your personal life? Is that, a, is that a challenge? Does your wife go, oh, my God, what are you guys doing again? Like, how many more things can you be? I, what more jurisdictions are you going to join? I can't speak for everybody, but my wife says, I'm glad. When are you leaving? When are you leaving? That's because you're retired, and some of us still have jobs. So you don't count. Okay. So, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I don't mean that in a nice way, but. You know, I, I, I learned many, many years ago, and, and through trial and error, but I don't pretend. I'm, I'm myself. Sometimes I'm too blunt for people, and I hurt feelings. Uh, but, I mean, I speak my mind, and, you know, as far as, like, the show, you know, my wife loves that I'm doing something I enjoy, and of all the activities I've had in my life, this is way healthier. <laughs> this is way healthier than and it's what's, legal. Look than at what's, that. You know, what single Pete? Single Pete was a well, single Pete. interesting guy. Well, yeah, Larry. Larry oh, could tell you some Pete. stories. And, oh, and, I can tell you yeah, stories. Single yes. Pete. All the single Pete's. Yeah, all so the I've been so to yeah, his so she's glad that I'm hanging out with you guys in a basement, talking into a microphone, <laughs> and not hanging out at a bar. So. Yeah. Who's going next? That's Go you. ahead. It it's it's a challenge when you're really busy. I mean, Jack and I are both employed, but Jack's kids are out of the house. Uh, mine are not. I'm the you know the youngest one here. But your employment is Freemasonry. My employment is Freemasonry, which makes you know that could be a whole other show, and uh, you know, because you have to behave. Well, <laughs> there's the job, the nine to five job, and then there's the the the, the meetings and the stuff afterwards that, that most people do, you know, as officers. So. My wife and I sync schedules. And my saving grace, A, is that my wife is self-employed and owns her own business. So we have a little bit of flexibility there. The calendar pretty much looks like things that I have to do in the month, things that I should do in the month, and things that I'd really like to do in the month. And they're they in that order of importance. Uh, so I give her my have-to-do dates and any other dates I have to ask permission for. And that's pretty much it. So I got two teenagers. One's out of the house. One's about to be out of the house. And the seven-year-old... Uh, we, we make it work with a great support system, and it, it really would not happen if I didn't have a wife that uh, was on board. So, so for me, I, I go back to something my father told me when I told him I was going to join the Lodge. And he said, one does not join Freemasonry. One becomes a Freemason. And I, I didn't understand what he meant until after I had become a Freemason. And then you became a master. Well, yeah, was, I mean, that was a, a really a long, journey. it was a really long, short story that goes back to one day classes and feeling half the glass half full. So, but um, I, I try to live according to the rules that this fraternity presents, you know, I mean, it, if it's not a code of conduct, it's nothing. And, and I try to I try to manage my life according to that. I I try to apply the rules that we learn, you know, as as most masons do. But um, for me, it's it's not so much. It's not really difficult to to blend the two together because it's life, and you, you really try to make your life. You don't make your life about the lodge, but you you you. The lodge is in your life because it's a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're in, if you're involved, if you're a regular, involved, you know, person in in Freemasonry. So for me, it's it's pretty simple. So so my last kind of serious question is, when you look at the the grassroots activities 
you guys do. How do you measure success with your contribution of the Masonic Light podcast? Well, how do you you know? How do you say okay, we made a difference? Is it the three guys that came to lodge? Is the fact that some guy like me can come to you and say, "Hey, I saw a, a change." Can I can I go first? Of course you can. No, it's it's the small stuff. Like when you, you know when when you say you have a big uptick in your, we can look at the metrics and 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 podcasting metrics are are relatively difficult to interpret. <sighs> and then you feed them to Larry, and they're they're amplified ridiculously. They're not amplified, <laughs> <laughs> but. When you come and tell us that your attendance goes up, when we have somebody, you know, at a Scottish Rite reunion or we go somewhere and they say, oh, you sound familiar. Do you do a podcast like that? I, I, I love the reach. And it's, it's even if it isn't exaggerated like Larry occasionally does, uh, it's, it's far surpassed what I would have expected. Uh, but that's not tangible, right? So that's just numbers on a screen. So... And it's great. So for all our listeners out there, and you know, if we're making a difference, that that's wonderful. Let us know, because for me, that's the payoff. When somebody tells me that you know, you've, I had no idea that you have officers in your lodge, Jack. That you know, or because they listen to this podcast, I had no idea that you had a big uptick uh, in in members at, at Virtual Lodge. And uh, I think that's that's huge. That's the kind of stuff that makes me excited. I will say, there's something we don't uh, we, we don't really capture that anywhere. I mean, we don't get a lot of feedback from people commenting on the Facebook page or sending us messages or dropping phone messages. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm Joe Blow from, you know, somewhere lodge in the middle of nowhere. Um, but we'd love to, please, you know, you, you get the phone number and you get the, you know, where the website is and you like us on Facebook, just drop us a note and say, you know, you matter. Uh, We, you know, we all want that. Everybody wants that kind of feedback. Reach out. You know, I, I kind of, I'm a, I'm a dabbler. Like, I'm involved in so many different Masonic things. And like this past weekend at the AMD, I really enjoyed being in a room and being surrounded by so many brainiacs, so many people that were way more, you know, classically educated and so much more into some of these things than I am. And I could actually just sit back and listen and learn. But at, at the heart of everything, I, I think one of the things that, Freemasonry in general misses, and I think it's a niche that we fit, is that um, we're friends. And and Freemasonry, most of the guys are just regular guys. They have regular jobs, and we're trying not to make it too highbrow. We're trying to make it conversational because that's, you know, while there are, like, guys like Oscar Allen that are, like, deep and intelligent and can, you know— there's a lot of guys that are just working kind of ham and egg jobs out there too that are proud to be Freemasons and like being with their buddies. And that's, I kind of want to reach out to that silent majority that nobody's reaching out to. Everybody's reaching out to the the, the little fringe that's the minority. I want to reach out to that 80%. I go to the Academy of Knowledge and I'm having a cup of coffee and a donut and someone will walk up to me and said. You're Larry. I said, yeah. He says, You're under arrest. I they recognize your voice on. Oh, I thought podcast. they recognized your name tag. No, no, I didn't have a name tag. <laughs> I didn't have a name tag. I, I, when I go to meetings, I don't put a name tag on. And, you're, and, and I've had that happen on three different occasions, basically at the Lodge of Research or, uh, or at the Academy of Knowledge, the Pennsylvania Academy of Knowledge. And I'd say something to you if they recognized your voice. 
You're the guy that stood People up and embarrassed the right worshipful grandmaster of Pennsylvania. No, he, did. he wasn't embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They recognized his voice going, ha, 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 Give me an apple. You guys are hilarious. You're even more fun when you when you can watch each other's faces. For those of you who can't see it, it's quite hilarious. Yeah, we need the Pete eye roll cam. Yeah, <laughs> and the Larry, an eye roll sound effect. Send send it back. So the last uh, kind of funny question I have for you. It's not funny, but it's a it's, it's interesting one. When when you look at it, each of your lodges. So I asked this question earlier. When uh, in in Castle Island, we had uh, a couple podcasters on. You guys were there that day. I said, so are you making a change to your own? bricks and mortar lodge within your district, within, call it Lancaster County. I don't know how the district system works here, so I'm not going to try to pretend, but... It's close to that, yeah. Do, 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 you, do you believe that your district actually knows who you are? Does the DDGM know, oh my gosh, there's this Masonic Light podcast? And the, it, does he think you're cool? The, the DDGM the, built the room. Built this room. Okay, so yes. So yes. <laughs> so you, you, got a, you got an in there. He's great. He he is uh, he's new this year, and he is very enthusiastic about new things and right. and and pushing the envelope a little bit and trying and uh, doing. And he's also very wise for a younger man that he knows it's much easier to control us by being an involved. active participant, involved, and yeah. and because he's our friend and we respect him. Absolutely. Yes. If if somebody was just to come down on us like a heavy and say don't do it, I immediately want to do it. So, like, you know, I, I just think he's he's great in that, and that. So, out of respect for him, we'll always stay within due bounds. Yeah, he's a tough, he's a good guy in a tough job. Um, it's kind of like school board, you know. You, you, nobody's ever happy with the school board, but but he's doing a great job, and he's very aware of us. Right. And and uh, you know, uh, Grand uh, Sovereign, whatever he is, David Glatley. David Glatley uh, is aware of us. He, they know about us. And hey, Mark's going to be a pretty big shot. He's right over there, and he, he knows us. Mark is a, a big in, in Templars and and climbing climbing that ladder there. And if he you know doesn't shut us down, we'll we'll keep going. So, <laughs> so, so my last um, funny question there outside of Mark is: Are you guys thinking about doing any other education for other concordant bodies? So we do a great job talking about Blue Lodge. Have you ever thought of doing something so if the Knights Templar said, hey, we wanted to do a podcast to specifically talk about the learning and teaching out of the Templar side, have you ever thought that maybe something you'd want to kind of move into? You know, the, I'll field that one then. You can you can jump in if you want. The one thing that we have not done is a lot of appended body-specific shows. I think that if we were going to branch out, we'd probably do baby steps and 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 get right. somebody like Mark from Templars or, you know, somebody very high up in in York, right? But uh, for us to branch off and start a, another show dedicated to an independent body, that would probably require some some baby steps beforehand. Right. Most of well, what we've done is Blue Lodge. We have had moments where we talk about other independent bodies right. like Grotto, but it's usually the stuff that we're heavily involved in. So one of the things we're doing with. One of the things we are doing, and Mark can address what you just said, was we're doing segments in the show. John Hoover Green is going to give us a woman's per- perspective on Freemasonry by talking about the Eastern Star Amaranth and so forth. And she's going to have a three to five minute segment on the show on, on alternating shows as well. So we are trying to, in a different way, approach those things. Uh, and, and this is in development, but those, those, are, those are people we have under yeah. so, contract with right. no money. So the reason I ask that is I look at the studio here today, and obviously you guys have a, have made a, quite an investment here. You got a nice gentleman, brother Mark here, and I'm sure he would like to to, to, to kind of chime in in a second. But 
have you thought of saying, okay, now you've got Studio 60, you know, 665. Do you go to the concordant body and say, hey, you guys got all the stuff. We can teach you. Here's the methodology. Here's our learnings. Take the next step. And I'm not suggesting that you gentlemen here, you guys do a great job within, call it the Masonic Lodge. But have you thought of saying, hey, concordant body number one, in our next two to five years, we'd like to help you bring that message forward and then allow you to help that. And we'll help as, as kind of the, the mentoring at the back end. And, and really, it takes us as, as Masons and people are doing that and says, why don't we take it to the next step? Because if we don't do that, my concern is, is that, you know, Scottish Rite or York Rite, we're the 1% of the 1% of the 1% club. I don't know where it sits with your guys, but I go to, to, to you know, uh, Royal Arch Chapter and I go there and I sit and I see the same guys and there'll be, you know, 20, 20 men from 20 different lodges and they're all old. <laughs> I mean, in a nice way. And if we don't get that message out for the concordant bodies, those concordant bodies, we'll probably have a, have a, a challenging time. So I'm just thinking kind of forward maybe. Brother Mark, you got a mic stuck in front of your face. Does that sound something you'd want to do? Yes. I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good you're here. I definitely would like to test the waters on it. Um, I don't know if that will come around in the two to five years, but this is the place to test those waters and see how our members respond to it uh, see what kind of feedback we could get down the road um, from the members of the Knights Templar. Hey, we heard you on that. That was great. We'd like to hear more of it. Or, yeah. um, you know, we really don't want to hear that. Or, uh, again, our, you know, membership is older. Or are they listening to it? But there's a lot of young guys who probably would. I so. feel like the, the the further away we stray, not, I, don't, I don't mean stray in a negative sense, but the further away we, we go from Blue Lodge to get into the appended bodies, you know, the more educational those pieces would become, you know, because we all have the, the social aspect and the fellowship aspect in common, and we all have the same membership, uh, you know, I don't want to say problems, because I don't think it's a necessarily a problem, but the same situation. Uh, I would I would love to have some some appended body-specific educational pieces with some, some nice guests. One of the things that MLP, Masonic Life Podcast, does have, believe it or not, is we do have a management team, and we meet... I'd like to say frequently, but uh, maybe once a month, and we discuss... Every two weeks. <laughs> we discuss things, hire and fire, things like that. But one of the things that we had discussed <laughs> was making the studio available to other bodies, other organizations. But there would be a fee for it because it costs us money to do this. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't come up with an idea about a fee and so forth, but it would be a reasonable fee. We haven't really fleshed it out, but that... What you're saying is is part of what we see as the future of Freemasonry. Is that we're on a we're on a sort of the cusp uh, of of this you know global worldwide electric whatever you want to call it um, Masonry on demand. Mason, there you go. That's Jason's Jason's. Uh, did you copyright that yet? I'm working All on right. it. All right, you, you need to do that. But the um, the idea of it, the idea of podcast reaching a targeted audience, absolutely. I would love to see this this studio utilized by uh, by the Templars, by the by the York Rite, by the Scottish Rite. But uh, other than other than the rich, uh, other than the um, the specific um, activities of those bodies, uh, chapter council, commandery, York Rite uh, in York Rite, and and the the, the bodies in Scottish Rite, um, we have all that education stuff. It was written 180 years ago, and nobody talks about what it means anymore, except in a very limited slice of the pie. 
I, I would love for that conversation to, to come to the, to the surface again so that people were talking about these concepts. And I, I don't necessarily need to go into the whole esoteric thing, but, um, but when we talk about the, what the, what the millennials are going to save the world, um, and, and that's fine, but what, the, what, what, those, what that generation is looking for is something deeper than what anybody's giving them. And they're all, you know, they're all giving them here. Have have a degree. Have have nine degrees all in one day. Have have it get here. Here it is. We'll give it to you. That's not where they get it. You, you get it by working for it and learning it and thinking about it and studying it and t and teaching it. And that's what I would I would love to see some aspect of this studio to be a part of that. And um, and that's kind of where we went with Cincinnatus Council AMD is is we want more. We want to go deeper into the work and, and read it and think and look. And so, I'm with Nichols, I want to ask you, the, so I think we're spoiled a little bit here in um, this part of Pennsylvania because there's so many different active bodies of Freemasonry and things like in this county, there's nine Masonic lodges all within a 20-minute you know, drive of the center of the county. And but when you get out to some of the more rural places like like you know like Canada the Midwest if someone wants to join the York Rite they might have to drive 2 3 hours yeah i mean i'll give you some of my so york rite so i like i said i started my degree in in northern manitoba my uh, my royal arts chapter was 250 kilometers away or 4 hours drive so i went once and i got all 3 degrees once I went for the next time for a field day, and I never went for 18 years after that. So you're right. I mean, there's, there's people out there, and this is why I'm asking the question. It's, it's to, to try to push the envelope to say, guys, we have many jurisdictions and places where we're not so close. Mm -hmm. And those Masons and, and concurrent body members, they, they, want, they have a thirst for knowledge. Right? But, but there's not really even a mechanism for, for like, Chapter. I'm, I'm high priest in council, or in chapter. Sorry. Yeah. Um, th there's not really even a mechanism for talking about the the deeper meaning of the activities of of, of the chapter. There's a ton of stuff in it, right? That you could research and think and go deeper in. But who's who's the Albert Pike? You know, other right. than Dunkerley, who's the Albert Pike of of chapter? Right. They're, they're really, they're, you know. Well, they, they, they probably exist. We just don't know them yet. Because right. we don't talk about it. So right. I, th I think so, only, so I think know. the having that podcast is not a bad idea so because you can do it for a fairly low overhead and you can right. really start reaching So you, you guys have got a process. Yeah. You have a system. You now have a recording studio. You have uh, um, an audience that's receiving and I, I believe, at least from my perspective, enjoying the work that you guys all do. So my ask to you is, what do you want to do in two to five years? And, and, and look at it differently. Let's not just look at today's challenges, specifically for this lodge and, and the way we work within in Blue Lodge. But how do we get that message out? Because you're right. There's a lot of interesting stuff there that the average person who doesn't sit there and actually think about it and go through the book and know the ritual, understand what it means. Esoterically, we could do a lot of discussions but even just getting the word out to say, okay, what did that mean when you're going through there? And not taking away from the degree as well. Obviously, we don't want to give away too many secrets. But at the same time, it should be somewhat some, some more of an education process. I, I think where we are right now, and you guys can either agree or, or disagree, where we are here right now in Pennsylvania, we, we four or five guys, 
we as a fraternity in Pennsylvania have gotten so far off the mark um, that it doesn't all right, you're going to have to chop that because there's some dead air in there. Uh, we're so far off the mark from what we're supposed to be doing that we're just now bringing it back inside the circle, right? We're just now starting to talk about that. And the, the academy has been around for several years, and, and even it's beginning to ramp up. And so the Masonic education part of this for Blue Lodge has been ramping up over the last, I'm going to say, 10 years. Because when I joined 15 years ago, there was nothing. Um, but it's, it's building. And it's building to something that is really helpful. But in the appendant bodies, I don't think there's as much of that. Now, with the, with the NMJ and the Haute Grades Academy, I think we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing some of that. It's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a first volley. But AMD is still the fastest growing independent um, body in the States, right? Because they want to go deeper. Uh, because those guys want to be able to talk with other people about, what, what do you think about it? And what I, what I like about what I've seen so far is it's not like I'm right and everybody that doesn't agree with me is wrong. It's I'm right, what do you think? And, and it's that Socratic conversation about, you know, you plus me is closer to the truth than either one of us. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think AMD is growing as fast as it is, because it, it offers that. Excellent. Well, we've talked for a little while. I don't want to uh, take too much of our time. So I think, Jason, these are all the, uh, the paired questions I had for you guys. Did we check his passport? <laughs> no, it's in the car. Okay. Didn't we build a wall? Oh, not on that side. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. It's okay. We burned down your White House, too. But we don't kind of remind you that. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1812 was yeah, a cool we war. Did. We did it. It was fun. <laughs> That's when we tried to invade Canada. It was. It didn't work. It didn't work That's when all. Dolly Madison invented pastries. Yeah, and uh, Laura Secord became a, ch a chocolate and ice cream person. Nice. Well, speaking of education, we have uh, a new educational piece to listen to. Wow. And we also have, yeah. and we also yeah. have the news. So yeah, why don't we go to go. break and listen to those and come back and get the hell out of here? phoenixmasonry.org features a 1930 edition of the D. Moulin Brothers and Company catalog titled Burlesque and Side Degree Specialties, Paraphernalia and Costumes, and believe that this was the best and last side degree catalog the D. Moulin Brothers produced, as this great company suffered the same fate that many businesses did with the onset of the Great Depression. Today, they are one of the largest suppliers of marching band uniforms in the country. In the broken economy of the 1930s, the fraternalism items this company produced and sold were not considered a high priority on the need or necessity list of many lodges. Yet the side degree specialties that were sold were the very items that increased lodge membership. Their donations to charities, 
an interest in lodge life itself. These side degrees added to the degree of laughter early lodge brethren engaged in when initiating new members. PhoenixMasonry.org have reproduced the D. Mullen catalog in its entirety. Pay particular attention to the various testimonials at the bottom of some of the catalog pages. These testimonials were sent in by the Woodman and Oddfellow Lodges, who purchased this paraphernalia as they described how it worked for them. Although Freemasons joke about riding the goat with their new initiates, but they never engaged in this activity inside any of the Masonic Lodges. In the end, you'll see that the wholesome fun, light hazing, endured by the candidates made them feel more a part of the Lodge and fostered brotherly love and affection. Legal Notice Be advised that phoenixmasonry.org will not be held responsible for any accidental property damage, injury, or loss of life due to the irresponsible manufacturer or use of the items listed, or made as a replica shown in the catalog or pictured on their website. However, the host of Masonic Light Podcast would love any photos sent to masoniclightpodcast at gmail.com for entertainment purposes only. Treasures from the Vault highlights items from the Phoenix Masonry Masonic Museum and Library. The Phoenix Masonry Masonic Museum and Library is an independent and universal Masonic resource, spreading enlightenment one web surfer at a time. Please visit www.phoenixmasonry.org. Good news, everyone! Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. In Masonic News Today, the United Grand Lodge of England has released its position on the admission and retention of hedgehogs into the fraternity. Over the past several years, a significant number of questions have arisen regarding hedgehogs who, after joining the fraternity, have undergone species reassignment and are now badgers. Likewise, there have been numerous badgers who have petitioned the Grand Lodge after having species reassignment. In order to clarify its position, the UGLA has stated clearly that it will admit neither badgers nor hedgehogs. Said the Grand Master, Oh, get over yourselves. <laughs> and that's the Masonic news. So mote it was. Oh, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, oh, I just want to say that's my favorite part of the show. I don't know if you show. heard that or not. Jack Harley. Uh, Jack Gender Who, I don't know what you're talking about. for badgers. I What inspired that, Jack? <laughs> you know, it was so fun watching all the, all the posts on uh, yeah, fart people. brag about, uh, about the UGLE statement. It's, if you're a man, you can be admitted. If you're a man who has been admitted and becomes a woman... You're still a Mason. If you're a woman, you can't be admitted. If you're a man who becomes a woman, you still can't be admitted because you're a woman. I mean, it's all right there. There, I, I don't really understand what the controversy is about because oh, if pretty a much woman becomes a man, then they can join. If a woman becomes, if 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 the man petitions, he's a man. Now, and now we get into you know, this is all stuff that 300 years ago. 
didn't get written into the Constitution. Gosh, I wonder why. You know, we'll need to, to share it on the <laughs> Facebook page. Um, Jared Stanley, who who is another, he's not a blogger. Well, I guess he does. I'm sorry, not a blogger. I guess he does convert his YouTube videos into a podcast, but but he's a YouTube-based, uh, you know, he's in the same realm as us. And he did a really good episode uh, about this. And it was read the facts. And read the facts. If you you know, don't spout off unless you have read the facts. Oh, and, and nobody on the on the strings I was Insert following any read the facts. Right. Issue on that. But none of the none of the constitutions say anything about what you were or will be. It says what you are when you are. There's right. some lodges in the first Masonic district where I think that conversation could go very well. Well the thing is you're not allowed to ask There's somebody. Some if... Lodges south of here, maybe in Maryland and, and, and Delaware, where it's gonna be like the 1800s in that conversation. We, we don't. Right. These are the same... Well, no, they're not. But, I mean, for the same reason that they don't recognize Prince Hall. It, you know, it, it's, it, it's throwback theology. This is a good conversation, but I think we need to develop a whole show around it. Oh, ulterior motive. Uh-huh. Good thinking, Larry. Yeah, yeah. The Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long-hidden, ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com. You can purchase this book anywhere except CVS. Hey there, listeners. This is Pete, and I wanted to tell you about MasonicScarves.com. Masonic Scarves offers full-color, knitted soccer-style scarves, perfect for you to wear to lodge, out casually, or even to display in your home. I currently have in our lineup pretty much every Masonic body from Blue Lodge, York Rite, Scottish Rite, Grotto, Shrine. If you think about it, I probably have it. Are you a turtle? Well, you bet your sweet ass I have a scarf for that. So you can easily order online with a credit card, and I'll generally have your scarf in the mail the next business day. Do you need an easy fundraiser for your lodge or organization? I can have a custom scarf design delivered to you in about four weeks, as long as you order a minimum of 50 pieces. I can help you with the artwork, and you'll have an original item that you can sell or hand out as a gift for visitors or past masters. Visit MasonicScarves.com or drop me an email at info at MasonicScarves and I'll be glad to help you. Uh, good show, guys. This one's, I think it's going to come out a, a little bit uh, longer. So it's but that time. Content. We charge by the minute. Yeah. Well, it's that time that we need to uh, we need to wrap up and talk about what's going on. For those of you that are local, uh, I apologize. If you're not local, you can always come visit. But uh, coming up in the area, we have a car show August 25th at our uh, Asherica Sifia Lodge in Mount Joy. Jack, you have the cave degree, September 15th, coming up. Correct. Where can we find information out about the degree in a cave? You can go on eventbrite.com and in the search box type 2018 cave degree, and you will find the ticket purchasing spot for that tickets are really for the for the dinner slash lunch um is there a combination word for lunch dinner liner like brunch only liner dunch liner dunch i like dunch we're, we're going with dunch so uh yeah we're having dunch 
Um, and then an entered apprentice mason's degree at Indian Echo Caverns. I actually think it's just supper. If you go to the old Pennsylvania Dutch, I was supper. just reading an article about this. Supper is in the evening and dinner can be in any time. Okay, then. Yeah. So it's and, dinner. And, and you typically would invite somebody, you would invite guests to dinner, but not necessarily supper. I like Dunch. I'm going yeah. with Dunch. Anyway, that's uh, that's the Effort of Lodge 665 cave degree. Larry's shaking his head. He's got a migraine. So Sorry, Larry. In the not, the not uh, too distant future, we've got uh, Autumn Day coming up in September. That's uh, the big open house for Masonic Village. Uh, there's a cool event uh, in the fall, Axes and Mead, that will, that will be coming up. You can visit cornerstoneofpa.com, I believe is their website. But Academy of Masonic Knowledge is really the big one. Did you say uh, wait, axes wait, and axes mead? and mead. Yep. Let's let's explore that a moment. So, so corn- we can get drunk and throw axes. Yeah, you can get drunk no. and throw axes. No, no, you can drink you can and throw, throw axes. axes and then get and drunk. Then get drunk. Yeah. Yes. So that's coming up. Uh, we, we rules start, suck. I'm out. We we <laughs> you can visit firstmasonic.org and read more about that. Uh, but the big one is uh, Academy of Masonic Knowledge coming up in October, October twenty seventh. They are asking you to register, and it's an international event because you can register. Online, and I think that that's about uh, the, the most local stuff we got coming up. If Are we going to be there? We should. Oh, and uh, Scottish Rite reunions will be uh, upcoming. So if you're interested in the Scottish Rite, you can join. Uh, just visit the uh, Northern Masonic Jurisdiction website. They got a brand new online application, which is pretty slick, and you can pick where and when you would like to be. So yeah, that but was uh, a, that was good. District One news. Damn. That's all right. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. The local news, yeah, or local events. Uh, personally, it, you know, it's the end of the summer coming up here, summer break. So there's some social events, picnics, what have you, but nothing too crazy on the Masonic radar for me, personally. Pete, how about you? What do you got going on? I'm headed out to uh, Pittsburgh next weekend for the Ohio Grotto Association meeting. So I'll be out there for four days with Jay, air quotes, laser. laser. And uh, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be nice to go because I'm not an officer. I'm not even a member of the Ohio Grotto Association. I'm just oh, going to be there to poach from the hospitality room and uh, see Pittsburgh. And they're happy about it. And they're happy, yes. Oh, Grotto potatoes. Larry, what do you got? Uh, nothing. Breakfast. Nicholas, what's going on for you? I just want to remind everybody that if you uh, want to attend the August 29th Castleline Virtual Lodge meeting, send me an email. So that's burlingtonlodgewm at gmail.com. Send me a picture of your dues card, and we'll add you to the invite. So that's August 29th, 7 p.m. Central, or 8 p.m. your time and mine. Thanks, guys. I think we will, uh, as the as a podcast group, we're all going to be here for that, right? What time is that in Adelaide? Uh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I hate that you did that, <laughs> brother Mark. Uh, big things coming up uh, again next week: the uh, Grand Encampment Triennial. Be electing the new officer for the bottom of the Grand Encampment line. Uh, switching the Grand Masters will be switching out. Um, Coming up in November, the line officer seminar for uh, for Knights Templar, and uh, after that, we're just hanging around until the Triennial, next year. That's like when you like you run, you eat pancakes, and then you sell raffle tickets. <laughs> I I actually think uh, first you sell the raffle tickets, then you run, and then the pancakes. Okay, 
Oh. The pancakes might actually come second. The running later. I'm not really sure about that. You need carbs. That's why I'm going out to find out. I'll come back with a report. I, I thought of something else I'm doing, and it's sort of kind of Masonic, sort of kind of not. But uh, you know, we're as we continue to podcast, we also occasionally get some speaking engagements. But I'll be speaking at uh, Scarrett Lodge, where our good friend uh, Scott Helm is uh, master. Yes. What's so funny? Nothing. What are you speaking well, on? I'm just saying that um, Scott must really like us because he's had you, Jack, and Larry. He, and he hasn't asked me. Well, here's the funny thing. He asked Seth, and Seth was unavailable, so I'm the <laughs> I'm second string. Uh, but I'll be talking about Oddfellows. And, I'm like and the fourth string. I think he asked the cleaning crew that vacuums the lodge room here. That's, that's fine. He'll be, ta- be talking about the Oddfellows and, and uh, you know how they're similar, not similar, and, and uh, the rise and fall or what have you. I mean, Oddfellows are uh, a pretty interesting group. They're very odd. But... Uh, also, I'll be uh, getting, hopefully in September, joining the uh, the AMOS, which is their version of Shrine, and Seth is hooking me up with those degrees. So it will be a, a pretty interesting conversation. Seth has some great uh, notes for his program that he does, and uh, I'll be putting my own spin on it. So that's coming up in October. Speaking of Seth, he's going to do another segment for us. You know, you, got, you can't, you can't, you, you, you jumped the gun, Larry. Like, we should wait till it's baked and in the can. No, he said he was going to do it. He was coordinating with you. I'm going to say it. No tape. It didn't happen. <laughs> Everything's going to hey, Larry, happen. before you get started, let's all just say thank you very much to Brother Nicholas. Yes. You're here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for absolutely. keeping us He's so tall. making us respectable. <laughs> it was a tough job. You, you, Someone you, had to do you it. You wrangled us in. When did that happen? <laughs> At least twice. And, and then they went off topic and got lost. And, and um, now it's time for Larry, well, so you can feel free if you want to take your headphones off and leave. Wait, uh, <laughs> he hasn't told us what he's got going on. Oh, yeah, here what do you have going on? I, I told you nothing. No, uh, not no, you, Nicholas. You oh, Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas. Uh, I said that. I got the uh, Castle and Virtual Lodge August 29th. I have my uh, regular lodge meeting on September the 6th. And then I'm off to uh, Europe to uh, take my good lady away for our 25th anniversary. So in between that, I'm supposed to be studying to be the DDGM, but we'll see how that goes. Oh, congrats. I think after you complete this trip, you will be one of the few people that have met. I, I think you've probably met the majority of the podcasters. Probably. Yeah. Kind of a goal. You'll have to write it down. See how many of you you've, you've collected. you got to catch them all. It's like Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> uh, all right. Hold that thought for just a second, boys. Cue the chickens. See, you guys wanted to start hearing this stuff real time, so just a second. That's your cue, Larry. I want to give special thanks to uh, Studio 665 at Ephrata Lodge in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Beautiful lodge. Our producer, Jason Lewis, as usual, always doing great things. That's me. Uh, our arbitration expert, Viola Fuss. Our Masonic Light podcast business forecaster, Luigi Board. Our Masonic clothing coordinator, Hugh Jass. That's H-U-G-H-J-A-S-S. Special recognition to our conspiracy theorist, Nate Nadia Belimi. And a special thanks to our legal consultants, Mohammed Ibrahim Law Firm, or MILF in the yellow pages. This is Larry saying thanks for listening. Jason uh, Lewis. Pete Ruggieri. Jack Harley. Nicholas Lane. 
mattered. You've been listening to the Masonic Light Podcast with brothers Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, Jason Lewis, Jack Harley, and me, your dulcet-toned announcer, Brian Hill. Listen to all our episodes on our website, www.masoniclight.com, or via your favorite podcasting service. Hey, Masonic Light listeners, thanks for making it this far, but I wanted to give you a little Easter egg. When we pre-recorded this episode, we uh, were solidifying the details of an interview that we just completed today, and Pete and Larry uh, were lucky enough to interview Peter Ocko and Jim Gavin, executive producers for the new AMC show, Lodge 49. We hope that you listen to the next upcoming shows, and uh, certainly we'll catch that interview. Everybody!